power. So you think Santa will like these red and green M&Ms? I don't know. I never met the guy. Can you picture the red chocolate M&M and the yellow peanut M&M stumbling across Santa as he tiptoes in to place gifts under the tree? Or how about Hershey's take on We Wish You a Merry Christmas with green, red, and silver kisses assuming the role of Jingle Bells? It's hardly a surprise that all it takes is a quick listen, a snippet of dialogue or a fragment of a song, for the holiday spirit to hit us. After all, that's exactly what advertisers have counted on for the past century, as they've molded our expectations of what Christmas is and what it should look like, when it should start, and what gifts belong under the tree. We can thank Madison Avenue for a lot of our Christmas-related ideas. Advertising consistently emphasizes the holidays warm and fuzzy, family comes first vibes. More recently, it's helped to kickstart the season of cheer as early as October. And it's also helped one character shine brighter than all the others. Santa was, a, Santa was the number one strategy because he could sell just about everything. That's Bill Ford, principal lecturer in UNT's Mayborn School of Journalism. He teaches creative advertising courses and is the director of Swoop, the university's student-managed advertising agency. He previously taught at Texas A&M Commerce and SMU, and prior to academia, served as creative director for Luminant Worldwide, where he worked on projects for American Airlines, Hilton Hotels, and the Container Store, among others. He also owned his own Dallas-based advertising and graphic design agency for 15 years, where he worked with clients such as Southwest Airlines, Frito-Lay, and Disney. So it's fair to say Ford has a pretty good idea of how advertising can shape public perceptions of just about everything, including holidays. On this episode of UNT Pod, join me, Erin Kristalis, as I talk with Ford about how advertising has shaped Christmas and how those strategies have shifted and expanded alongside all the other developments in our 21st century society. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see You know, sometimes it can feel like much of the iconography and traditions that surround Christmas have existed forever, but of course that's not the case. Uh, Christmas as we know it today has its origins in Victorian Britain when the idea of Christmas as a family holiday with gifts being placed under a tree became central to the celebration. And then in the 20th century, mass advertising sent those ideas about Christmas and especially, of course, the gift-giving aspect into overdrive. Can you discuss the early days of holiday advertising and some of the strategies advertisers used to convince consumers to buy bigger, better, more expensive gifts for Christmas? Uh, as most people know, and, and maybe a lot of people don't know, uh, but advertising itself is really, in America, is uh, really uh, been in existence for just a little bit over 100 years. And so uh, America pretty much grew uh, advertising as we know it today. Uh, for Christmas, uh, early advertising used Santa Claus as the hero for everything. And I mean everything from cigarettes to Coca-Cola to liquor to 
uh, automobiles to just about anything. Um, now, as far as bigger, better, more expensive gifts, uh, the best strategy that really was used was credit. Um, and, and no down payment, take 24 months to pay. You can give your family anything, that, everything that they want. And so, uh, so credit is really more of the culprit than, than advertising. Now, advertising uh, uh, took, a, took a, a sort of a pointer from that because the uh, companies that had sold larger ticket items said basically that uh, you could join a Christmas club. And there were a lot of Christmas clubs out there. It was a, sort of a layaway, early layaway. So if you joined the Christmas club at a bank, you'd put money into the bank and then you'd get uh, uh, all that money back at Christmas to spend. Or you could join a Christmas club at a, uh, a department store, for example. And you could say, I want to buy this thing, but I really can't afford it now. Oh, okay, join our Christmas club and you can do a layaway. So, so really credit is more of the bigger, better kind of thing. It's hard to imagine Santa selling cigarettes. Um, <laughs> He's, he sold cigarettes for many, many different companies. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of that, I know, um, you know, early on, one tactic businesses used to link Christmas and gift giving was by having Father Christmas display branded products. And at that time, he was often pictured as this long bearded figure dressed in a tan cape, more in line with the fourth century Greek bishop on, on whom he was based. And then you had artists like Thomas Nast who edged closer to our current visual representation of Santa Claus. But really it seems like, you know, the big introduction of Santa as we know him was in 1937 when Coca-Cola introduced a simplified version of Father Christmas dressed in the company's trademark red. Can you talk about what Coca-Cola's impact was, not just on how we see Santa now, but also on the world of holiday advertising? Well, you know, Coca-Cola claims that they created Santa Claus as we know him today. They claim that. Uh, but you're right, Thomas Nast really drew uh, the first version of Santa, portly gentleman with a white beard. And um, there's an ad for White Rock Water that uh, appeared in 1915 that predates the Coca-Cola ads by, you know, from the 30s. Uh, but Coke has carried the tradition of Santa as an embodiment of Christmas, although now they use the polar bears. Uh, they have, the, the polar bears have sort of supplanted Santa, and uh, they're, uh, I think they're being really pretty successful with the polar bears. And I don't know if that, if that is sort of an ecological statement of using polar bears or not. Um, it could be that Santa is uh, um, uh, kind of overdone and everybody uses Santa. Did Coca-Cola influence other companies and in, in their approach or, or were they sort of, you know, less influential than maybe the general public thinks? They, they did portray Santa in the red suit and the portly guy with a white beard and all that. And they, they, uh, uh, the illustrator that created him uh, sort of carried that that uh, through. Now, and then other people picked it up, and th there were people that actually uh, were men who grew long white beards to play Santa and to actually be models for Santa um, uh, once that that came out. Um, and I'm sure that that you know Coca Cola is pretty ubiquitous in their advertising, so. Uh, the, the more times they showed Santa as uh, the character that Coca-Cola created, that pretty much put the image into everybody's mind of 
oh, that's Santa Claus. That's what Santa Claus looked like. Um, so, you know, from, from kids to adults, uh, they, that it was pretty impactful. How important do you think it was as well to have a character around which advertising could be based when it comes to Christmas? A character, an advertising character is known as an inherent drama. Um, that is, uh, like the Keebler elves or the Jolly Green Giant, um, uh, and Leo Burnett of Chicago is one that really created inherent drama. He, he created a lot of those characters. Um, and that is, the, that is the sort of the term that we use in advertising is inherent drama. Santa himself is probably, probably more than inherent drama uh, because he doesn't represent a specific product. Uh, the inherent drama that Leo Burnett created was uh, the, the Jolly Green Giant only represents Green Giant products. Santa, as I said before, Santa, <laughs> he's sold everything. Um, he has sold pretty much anything that, that, that uh, an advertiser wanted to say, oh, let's put Santa in there. Um, and Santa can sell our product. And, and if Santa endorses our product, then people will buy it. Well, and, and clearly advertising has also driven home the idea of Christmas as a family-centric holiday um, so for example, I grew up in the 1980s and I always think about the Folgers commercial where a young man sneaks into the house after coming home from college for the holidays and makes coffee to wake up his family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say are some of the most effective examples of holiday advertising over the years and how have they influenced 21st century holiday campaigns? What's happening in 21st century is that uh, uh, Santa's almost fallen by the wayside, as I you know, pointed out with the, um, with the polar bears uh, taking Santa's position in the Coca-Cola ads. So um, it could be that Santa Claus has just been overdone. And um, uh, you, have, you have the, the trappings of Santa where a, uh, somebody will wear a, uh, a hat, you know, like a Santa hat. Um, there may be a a bag full of goodies. There may be the um, uh, remnants of deer on the roof, uh, that type of thing. Uh, or you might see a, a, uh, a boot, a black boot sticking out of a chimney or coming down a chimney. So it's not that Santa's completely represented or and it's not that Santa's completely gone away, but his the entireness of Santa is, uh, uh, I think a lot of people think is overdone. Well, I'm curious too, as, as someone who obviously teaches about advertising and who runs Swoop, if you were going to, you know, mentor your students in creating a holiday commercial, would you advise them against using some of that traditional iconography and trying to go in a different direction? Or, you know, what would your feedback be? Well, what I would do is uh, I would say, what do you want Christmas to represent to the target market? Uh, and of course, we're going to look at whatever the target market is, and if it's if it's all people, uh, you want to say what is what is what do you want Christmas to represent? Do you want it to represent something that is old-fashioned? Do you want it uh, to represent something that's brand new? Um, and uh, I'd kind of let people make up their own mind. I would I would look at something to see uh, if they came up with a concept that was different. Um, there are 
there are only a few things that that have to do with Christmas. Um, so it's not it's not uh, across the board. And I think I think the use of the polar bears is brilliant that Coca Cola did. Um, and of course, uh, you know the uh, the old seventies ad of uh, I'd like to teach the world to sing. That was a Christmas ad too for Coca Cola. And um, and it it didn't use Santa. It didn't, of course the polar bears hadn't come into being yet either. But um, you know, I would I would want to know, and I I probably do some research and find out from people what is what does Christmas mean to you. Um, I think there that there are a lot of people that that Christmas means something different to them than how they participate in Christmas. As far as uh, you know, a lot of people buy buy a lot of things for Christmas, and yet if you were to ask them what Christmas means to them, they might say something completely different from buying a lot of gifts for the people that I that I love. Right. Well, and, you know, along those same lines, too, of of advertisers starting to kind of take different approaches to the way they, you know, they advertise for Christmas. It seems like in the 21st century in particular, Christmas advertising has begun to reflect our multicultural and also more secular society. And, you know, essentially the message is Christmas is no longer just a Christian holiday, but a time to be celebrated by everyone. Do you think advertising has played a major role in moving away from the origins of certain holidays? And what has been the benefit of that for retailers? Well, I definitely think that that uh, uh, that it's moved away. Um, you know, I don't want to get into anything controversial here, but uh, society in general has really lost the true meaning of Christmas. And I, I wrote about this in my thesis that, that Santa's replaced God. Um, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So that that really kind of well, gee, what's God got to do uh, anymore? You know. Um, and so, gift giving was supposed to celebrate the gifts of the Magi uh, to the Christ Child. Um, and so, Santa also replaced the Magi. He then becomes the bringer of gifts. Um, so I think right now in the 21st century. Christmas has become so diluted um, and that, as you say, it's pretty much secular today. Um, and advertising probably played a role in this as it largely ignored uh, the true meaning of the season. Um, benefit for retailers? Hey, as I tell all my students and, and everybody about advertising, it's all about money. Um, many retailers plan on, a, on brisk sales during the holiday season to make their year. Uh, been kind of weird this this uh, year um, because uh, you know everything's online. A lot of a lot of retailers don't have people coming in the store, uh, but they're still trying their best to uh, to promote the holidays and to sell their products. And that's you know that's what advertising is, is doing is selling products. It seems like people are celebrating Christmas earlier now than ever before. And, you know, it feels like you see Christmas lights and decorations pop up as early as October. And of course, a lot of people complete their shopping in November because of Black Friday. What role do you think advertising has played in that early rollout of holiday spirit and shopping? Uh, advertising does play, it plays a huge role uh, for early rollout. Uh, retailers want to one-up each other as much as and as often as they can. Um, you know, planning for holiday advertising starts, and a lot of people don't realize this, but planning for aver holiday advertising starts uh, in the spring. 
And by August, uh, most of the ads are made ready to go. Um, for example, if you're placing a magazine ad, many magazine ads have to have a two-month uh, lead time. So uh, if you're going to place an ad for November, uh, you have to place it in September. And so you've got to have it ready by August. Uh, we just did a, 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 an issue of Swoop, and we, we always put a uh, sort of lampoonish satire article in there. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this right or not, but we created um, uh, thanks, Chris Valistermas. So we we kind of we kind of lumped Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Valentine's Day, and Easter all into into one holiday, one long holiday, and um, and said that retailers were offering fifty pound bags of candy to to cover all <laughs> all six months of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. The, the, the early rollout is competition and people want to uh, get their products sold as quickly as they can. It is kind of ridiculous that uh, you see Christmas decorations before um, Halloween in, in some places. Traditionally, the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade was the, uh, with the gold standard for holidays. And so the Macy's Day Parade celebrated Thanksgiving. And then who brings up the end of Macy's Day Parade? Santa Claus. But uh, boy, it's getting earlier and earlier. We'll, we'll see. There's got to be a limit to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but it often feels like there's a perceived conflict between these feel good, warm and fuzzy holiday commercials and then the slicker behind the scenes business aspects of advertising. Essentially, these commercials are saying family is the most important thing other than buying this product. I'm wondering what your perspective is on the emotional and strategic balance that has to be struck by advertisers, especially when it comes to holidays like Christmas. The business aspect, as I said before, is all about the money. Um, and agencies, ad agencies, are businesses. They're they're a business just like to like an insurance company or or any other type of business. They they exist to make money. Uh, and if they're successful, their clients make money. Um, and part of that success is to persuade the market to endear themselves to their families, make them feel better about themselves in the process. Um, why don't you get your wife that necklace she's always wanted? Why not make the, this the best Christmas ever for your kids? Uh, get them the GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip. Um, think of the smiles you can put on their faces this Christmas morning. So in this case, emotion is the strategy. Uh, you're, you're, you're selling products, but you're selling uh, a feel-good sensation um, about uh, the warmth of family and the traditions of family and uh, making everybody happy and happy is what uh, what the seasons, the holiday seasons are all about. I'm always so jealous when I see the commercials where like couples are gifting each other cars and I think I went into the entirely wrong line of work. <laughs> like on what planet is this happening? <laughs> well, and, and you know, when you look at, I don't know if you've ever seen the Neiman Marcus Christmas catalog. But uh, you know they they give each other jets and things like that. Uh, the 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 big Christmas gift every year is is something really spectacular and usually costs hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Um, 
you know, his and hers helicopters or something like that. I know. Um, I keep yeah. putting the yacht on my list, but I, I never I did. Know. So. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you kind of mentioned this as well. Um, but this year, of course, is an especially challenging time for advertisers. And they have to create this feeling of togetherness when people either can't or shouldn't actually be together. Um, have there been any, any examples so far this season of holiday advertising that you think have been especially great at accomplishing that goal? Well, I, I haven't seen any yet, but I'm sure they'll appear. Um, remember, advertisers didn't know what to expect. They didn't know whether there was going to be a vaccine. Uh, they didn't know what was going to happen in December uh, when they were planning their campaigns. And, and I personally, uh, as a creative, wouldn't want to remind the market uh, that they needed to wear their masks and not be able to see their loved ones for the holidays. So uh, you can always add copy into a, uh, a commercial, for example, you can show people getting together and even hugging and and that and and put a disclaimer at the end saying, you know, it's it's great to be with families, but uh, but uh, make sure that you're responsible, wear a mask, uh, that sort of thing. But when you remind somebody of something negative uh, in an ad, uh, it's going to turn them off to the product, whatever product that is. I mean, you know, you know, uh, one of the reasons that cigarette advertising stopped is because the government said, well, if you're going to advertise cigarettes, um, then you've got to put a disclaimer on there that's going to cause a cancer. And so first they stopped on TV because they didn't want to say, oh, hey, smoke our cigarettes. Oh, by the way, they cause cancer. Uh, and so then they took it out of uh, magazines as well. But uh, anytime you put a negative aspect on any any kind of product, uh, it, it uh, it's a no-no for advertising. I'm wondering, what is your all-time favorite Christmas ad? Well, gosh, uh, Apple did a an ad a few years ago that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it showed a young man going to his grandparents' home, and it, it was a family get-together for Christmas. And here's a kid, a youth, uh, you know, teenager, and he's on his phone. He's on his iPhone. And... The, the first thing that I thought when I saw the ad was, yeah, typical teenager. Everybody's gathered for Christmas, and this kid's on his iPhone, not paying attention to anybody. There are people laughing. There are people playing. There are little kids who are doing things. And, and all through dinner, he's on his iPhone. And the Christmas morning, it even shows him on his iPhone. And you, you kind of get really upset with this kid. And, uh, and then after the gifts are all open, uh, then he says, wait, 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 I've got one more thing. And he plays the movie that he's been making all this time on his iPhone. Hang a shining star upon the highest bow and have your And he's been, he made the movie and he edited it. And it showed all the wonderful moments of the get together of the family. And it's something that they could have for decades. And I, I, I absolutely love that ad. Um, you know, I, I, I really like, you know, I mentioned it before, but I really like the simplicity of the Hershey's Kisses uh, with the bells playing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. 
that kind of simplicity just is is fantastic to me um, because it has a little bit of of the uh, the Christmas Carol uh, tradition uh, in it. Uh, I like that uh, uh, that ad too much, but uh, but I thought the I thought the, the the Apple ad was a very sweet commercial and um, and it and it just basically said, look, all teenagers aren't thoughtless and and on their iPhones all the time, and if they are, maybe they're doing something that's really positive. Do you think? Um going into to Christmas, the Christmas of 2021, after everything that everybody has kind of been through, and, and hopefully by that point, you know, we'll have a vaccine, things will be somewhat back to normal. Do you anticipate almost a, a new wave of advertising in response to that? Do, do you foresee kind of any changes in maybe the tone or the way that some of these narratives are, are expressed after all of this? I would think that there would be a lot of upbeat advertising, um, a lot of uh, it's a new day, it's a new dawn, it's um, uh, uh, we're fresh out of this uh, problem, uh, and and it's this is a time when advertisers can mention uh, the the virus, and um, and they can uh, it can be very uplifting for people, and it will make people feel good. Um, uh, about surviving uh, the the virus, um, and and that's that's probably the direction that I see a lot of ads ads going. Um, that you know now we can now we're free to do this now we're free to do that. I think the the travel industry is is going to be uh, jumping on it because now we can take a cruise again. Now we can take a flight again. Now we can. Um, uh, have a party again. Uh, now we can get married. Uh, that that sort of thing, um, and you know that that it's a, a better world for our children to live in. I, I think that's that's kind of where it's going to go. Was there anything that you'd like to add, or a question that you wish I would have asked and I didn't? You know, the only thing I'd like to add is just you know have a happy holiday and remember your loved ones. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I like to teach the world to sing, sing with me. Thank you for listening to UNT Pod. You can find links to a few of the commercials discussed in this episode in our show notes. And we'd love to hear about some of your all-time favorite holiday commercials. Let us know your picks on Twitter at UNT Social or on Instagram at UNT. Until next time, be safe and happy holidays.